You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Boy, Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Woo, fellas, 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 the inbox has been blowing up about D'Angelo going in on standards. Two weeks in a row, he has made it. <laughs> Can you believe that? Look, Is that a record? I, I, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation. I really don't want to be here. I'm against my will. I just want to let everybody know that. Uh, none of the tell. topics today that I want to talk about. Um, and mainly the reason why is because of what happened to my Tigers uh, this Ooh. weekend. But I know we don't want to talk about that, though. I don't want oh, to. Oh, you went to Princeton? Go ahead. You went to, you went to Princeton, Princeton Tigers? And they're, they're going to the the Sweet 16? Hey, I didn't know that. I was about to say, it was a great weekend for the Tigers. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Princeton did a really good. Screw my bracket real up, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any good brackets left after Purdue went out, Kansas is out. Uh, Arizona's out. <laughs> New Arizona, Virginia really screwed me, but yeah. Well, I oh oh, you were talking about the Memphis Tigers losing oh. to the terrible FAU team. I got you. Huh. I would be mad too. I wouldn't want to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> see, and then y'all would have got to face a 16 seed to go to the Sweet 16. Oh my gosh, Penny Hardaway didn't look happy either. Somebody well, said somebody said Penny Hardaway's bottle went farther in the, uh, the tournament than the that Memphis Tigers did. <laughs> that is true. But, hey, <sighs> I will say at least Memphis made it to it. North Carolina did not make it to the tournament. Hey, let me talk Louisville my ish. did not make it to the tournament. Let me let me talk my ish while I can. Same thing with them. <laughs> same thing with them, them uh, Dookie boys over there in Durham. I, lose. I had them going further. Hey. The jokes on them blue devils, cause they I, I, lost big this time. I, I really don't want to have this conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm really not in the mood. Uh, I'm just, are you cheering for Tennessee now, D? I'm not cheering for to hell now. What? And then like the whole state stands together now. Come on, no, UT. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's like Louisville and Kentucky coming together. Not happening. To, to be cool because they're from the same state. What kind of shit is that, Tom? What's wrong what? with you? What? What? You ain't gonna cheer for Tennessee? That's... Hell no, Come man. On. That's not what you do. So you're, you're telling cheer... me you would cheer for Duke if Duke was still in it? Duke or North Carolina State? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh, uh, <laughs> now you want to act like <laughs> or, or you could also say, would you cheer for the uh, anybody in NFC South that the Panthers were knocked out in the playoffs? Oh yeah, I would. So I would cheer for like the Saints because I like when when Drew Brees was there because I like Drew Brees. I cheered for Tom Brady because I like Tom Brady. I, I don't think the rivalry in like um, it's different. College yeah, it's and pro is a lot different. Yeah, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. I I got a question for both of y'all, just morally speaking, uh, from a business standpoint. That's a quick ch- subject change. I, I it, it is a is a very quick subject change because and I, that's it, also an oxymoron, morally speaking, from a business standpoint. The, the the reason it is the, the the reason why I'm saying that is is because I want to I, I I just want to talk real quick about Lamar Jackson. All right, and and you can help me out here, Gary, because I'm not really sure. A, am I not taken serious if I don't have an agent to speak for me? Like, I, obviously, I know how much I'm worth. 
So when I walk into these rooms, I shouldn't have to pay an agent to talk on my behalf. So if, when I'm walking into these rooms, if I know what I want, then why is it an issue or why is it coming out through certain publications that, you know, this may have been an easier process had he had an agent? Because, again, I mean, you don't have to have an agent to know exactly what you want. So I will equate it to baseball, and I know uh, neither one of y'all will know what I'm talking about, but it's the same thing with arbitration in baseball. So any baseball fans, what they do in arbitration is they talk to the player, they talk to an independent arbitrator, and they basically say why you're not worth the money you're, you're, you're owed. Because they have, they have the agree, arbitrator comes up with a, a price. You put what you think you're worth. The team's going to put what they wor- think you're worth, and then they have to argue why you're cheaper than what you want. So they have to de- just degrade you, say hey, you're not the same player, you're not good enough, all that kind of stuff in arbitration. And that happened to one of the best players in Major League Baseball, a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. The team basically told him to his face he was part of the reason they didn't make the playoffs when he won a Cy Young the previous year and was one of the best pitchers in the league, but they blamed him for not making the playoffs, and that's why he didn't deserve the money he was going to get, and he ended up losing. So I would say it's in the same realm of that aspect because he doesn't have an agent. A team's going to talk to an agent and say how bad the player is on what he does wrong, why he doesn't deserve this kind of money. Well, Lamar's the agent. They're not going to tell Lamar to his face he doesn't deserve the money because he's not a good player. He can't make this throw. He can't do this as a quarterback because they know it's going to ruin any opportunity they have at signing him. So they're not going to degrade him in front of him like they do to agents, to players, to get the players or the agents to agree to less money. That's the whole aspect of it is Lamar knows what he's worth. and he's worth. Now, again, another issue is, as everybody's reporting, because they want everybody to look like Lamar, look like he's a bad person, everybody's reporting that, oh, he wants $250, $300 million guaranteed. He's not one time said he's looking for $250, $300 million guaranteed. He's looking for guaranteed money, but not in that realm. But he's looking for more than what they offered him, which was 130 I believe, which isn't even in tops with some of the top players at his position. And he... How it always works when you sign a, a top quarterback, they set the new market. That's how it works. It's all it always has. So he's going to be trying to set the same market, and he wants more guaranteed than what they were wanting to give him. And I think that's the whole thing of the agent. They're saying, oh, it makes it easier because now they can badmouth the player to the agent, and the agent goes like, well, they're not going to do this, and they just sugarcoat it to the player in a different way so the player is willing to take less. And that's why it helps having an agent. They're still going to fight for you more because the agent gets more money, obviously. But they can talk to to the agent about a player, and the player's not going to repeat that because they know the player won't go there. They may not get the same kind of money. So I think that's why it's hard for teams to talk to Lamar uh, because they can't say what he's bad at to try and lower the amount of money. Damn, Gary. It sounds like uh, <laughs> you really wanted to talk about that. Well, well, I know because like I talked about this about with the baseball, the Corbin Burns, he literally came out right after the arbitration. He was like, I didn't know they truly felt about me like that. They tr- basically said, I'm the reason they lost. I'm their, he's their best pitcher. So what reason would he choose to stay there next year? He's gone. If you think you have any chance of negotiating with him, he has no reason to stay with you if you think he's not that good of a player. So, all right, I'm good. I'll go somewhere else who respects me. So but, that, but if that's they, part of it. 
if if that's the if that if that's their protocol, Gary, and they go through that every time, then why would you feel slighted if that's just how they? Because most of the times the players that. don't sit in and hear it. Corbin Burns chose to. Ah, I see. <laughs> and then if if you're your own agent in the NFL, well, you're gonna hear. They have to tell you why you're not worth that kind of money. So as a team, what are you gonna say? Hey, Lamar, you're not worth that kind of money because of why? What reason are you gonna give that's not disrespectful to him? Yeah, but he's one of the winningest quarterbacks in the league since he's been in, and he's better than the other. He has better winning percentage, all the stuff that other guys that are signing for all this kind of money. He's done. I don't. I I don't. I don't know, Gary. I I don't know. I because if he is as good as they say he is, then like Aaron Rodgers, for instance. Let's just say Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl win. He's regarded as one of the the best quarterbacks to play in this game or to play this game to date uh, outside of Tom Brady with the success that he's had with uh, all the accomplishments and Super Bowls and things that he's garnered. Uh, But Aaron Rodgers has been regarded, and you're a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers. He chose that he wanted to go to the New York Jets. Uh, That's what he said he'd like to play for. The number hasn't been discussed or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that Aaron Rodgers can get anything that he wants. Lamar Jackson is one of the very few quarterbacks, Gary, that's in the National Football League that does not get the just that he deserves only because he's not a traditional quarterback, meaning he doesn't draw back. He doesn't. You literally have to design an entire offense around this guy in order for him to be successful. So with knowing that everybody's saying, okay, Baltimore is the greatest fit for him because they're the only one that's willing to have that type of offense and flourish with that type of offense because their defense is supposed to be that legit. But now if you look at all the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks or all the ones that are successful, each one of those came with their fair share of Achilles heels. But on the end of those Achilles heels, they always had defense that that just played just good enough for them to win a Super Bowl. So my question to you is, Gary, as good as Lamar Jackson is, and as much money as they're a- he's asking for, and I, I believe and I, I truly believe that he deserves every dollar that he's going to get. But in the National Football League, how many teams do you think are willing to change their team from a traditional spread offense to more like a Georgia Tech-like style offense for Lamar Jackson and go in and win the same year, Gary? Like, how can I pay you this amount of money, go in, overhaul my offense, and then expect you to win? Because if you go to any other team, Gary, that's what you're doing. You're rebuilding and retooling. So you tell me how does it work for him going to another team. Yeah, so I think that's where Baltimore has the advantage because they know it's tough. And they put the transition tag, so they're guaranteed two first-round picks. Now, granted, two first-round picks for an elite quarterback, that's a going rate. Like, that's not like a – that's not like a bad deal. Well, no, 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 Gary. Uh-uh. I'm uh-uh. getting to your point. No, 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 no. We're going to stay right here okay. because he's only an elite quarterback if I switch up my whole offense. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to get people to understand. And, again, I honestly believe that Lamar Jackson deserves every dollar that he get. However, what comes with that money is the fact that I have to overhaul my entire team. So I will, I will contest that because – he hasn't had to play in a system that didn't build around him. In college, no, hold on. In college, he played in a pro offense for Bobby Petrino. 
He played it. He he was that he he ran the ball when they get pressured, but he dropped back and threw the ball. It wasn't all about rushing like it has been in the NFL. Yes, he he was not as polished as a passer, but he ran a pro style offense in college, so he has done it and succeeded. But he has not been forced to have to try to do that in Baltimore because Baltimore wanted to exploit what he was the bet what he was really good at, which is running, and they're pr- predominantly always been a run first team. In their history, they're always a, they've always been a run-first team, especially since Harbaugh's been there. That's how they won a Super Bowl. They didn't win it by by passing all all over the field with Trent Dilford. They did it by handing the ball off to Jamal Lewis and their defense winning the game for him. That's what they did. So like they've always been predominantly a run-first. So it made sense for Lamar in that system. Could he do it in another system? Would he have the same success? maybe, maybe not. We don't know, but he has done it in college. He just hasn't done it in the NFL because he hasn't been given the opportunity to try. Do I think there's other teams out there that'd be willing to do it? Maybe two. I don't think there's a lot, big market for it because like you said, there's a lot that comes with it you have to do. But if you want to make it that style, but teams may be willing to give him the opportunity to be an actual quarterback and then just use his legs. Jalen Hurts isn't your prototypical quarterback either. And look what he was able to do. He's not a, known to be a great passer. And he's able to have success. See, 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 I, I, I've been struggling with Lamar Jackson. I, and I, I really have because he's a dynamic quarterback, but he's only a dynamic quarterback in his system. All right, looking at him in college, you said he did play in a pro-style offense at Louisville. Yes, he did. But he ran more in that pro-style offense than any other quarterback. So he didn't run the offense to a pro-style type. He ran the offense – like Lamar Jackson would run a pro-style offense. So, yes, you're absolutely right. He did run a pro-style offense in college, but he didn't run it like a pro-style quarterback because he would drop back, nowhere to throw, and he would actually – it would take off, and people were so terrified of him taking off. Very similar to Michael Vick when he was at Virginia, mm-hmm. Virginia Tech. So it's it's so we get it. We, we, we 100%. But couldn't he still do that in another pro-style offense for another team? I, here's, here's the problem that I have with – Lamar Jackson going anywhere else other than Baltimore, Gary. Anywhere else other than Baltimore, they do not have that style of offense uh, for them to run that particular style offense. I mean, you could look at the Philadelphia Eagles and say, hey, you know, they're ready, but obviously they're not going to get anybody to replace Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts obviously uh, played had a hell of a season went to the Super Bowl, so that's a job that's not up for grabs. So you name another team that he could go to Sam right Fran. now. San Fran, we don't we don't have that. I know that you're saying right now. No, listen I, to what I'm saying. We got Debo Samuels. Uh, we got CMC. Like, you think because we have those pieces that could play running back and wide receiver where we could use those dual threat guys in our offense, but what you don't understand is, is that you know who's going to suffer the most? You know who's going to suffer the most? Our dynamic tight end. You know no. why? Di- you know why he wouldn't? He would. Mark Andrews is one of the leading receivers in the NFL because of Lamar Jackson. You, you're not understanding what I'm saying, though. Based off of the style of offense that they run, all I'm going to do is I'm going to double the tight end and I'm going to watch for the running backs out of the backfield because guess what? You don't have any receivers other than Debo Samuels and CMC, and you're going to use them as gadget guys. Well, so you have. You have Brandon Ayuk as well. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just saying those guys so, that, but that, I would that, say, that flourished in the pro-style offense, you're, yes. now, you're now 
like that massive range that they had in order of making plays. Now you're downsizing them and dominating them up because you have to in order for you to be successful that first year with Lamar Jackson's so, style offense. Maybe, maybe not. Because like knowing, because I played in Kyle Shanahan's offense, so like his offense isn't predicated on having to throw the ball downfield. If unless you have to, it's predicated on zone reads or zone runs where the running back has the ability to hit whatever zone he wants, and then they can hit the tight end, and then you can hit the receivers if you have to, but it's not predicated, I need to just drop back and throw. And I think they showed that because they drafted Trey Lance, who's not a prototypical quarterback. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was your prototypical drop-back quarterback. He had success. Brock Purdy can move a little bit, and he he still can drop back, so he's a little bit. But so I, Do I think Lamar could be successful in that, system, in that exact system? Yes. Do I think he would run as much? No. But do I think he could be successful? I think he could. But they don't have the money or the the pieces to be able to afford that. And I think that's why they would not do that. So I, I would not put them as a place that would get him. But he could in that system because of the style of system Shanahan runs. Okay. But here, honest question. This is for you and time. What do you think he deserves guaranteed money-wise? What do you think is a fair dollar amount guaranteed from him that you think Baltimore should offer and then he should be fine with taking? This is a rough one. Uh, I, I believe they offered him $130 million guaranteed. Whatever, whatever Deshaun Watson got, even though that was ridiculous, it's got to be at least that. But see, I don't think they can do that because you can't offer two hundred and fifty million, two hundred and thirty-two million guaranteed or whatever, and then he's got to make more. Because like, I don't think any team should give a full guaranteed contract in that hump. That was terrible deal by Cleveland. I don't think Lamar can get that. Does he entitled? Should he try to? Of course he should try. But do I think it's realistic? No. Look. <laughs> A hundred and thirty mil guarantee for how many years? I, I think I, it was reported five or six. I'm not. I think it was five. So this is what blows my mind. We're we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about one hundred thirty mil. Okay, guaranteed. If if I'm if I'm Lamar Jackson, I want Patrick Mahomes money. And the reason why I want Patrick Mahomes money is because you just told me I'm wanting to win in this quarterback to play this game. Granted, I hadn't won a Super Bowl yet, but I'm getting there. Patrick Mahomes had only won one. Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, he's only won one. So it's very tough to get there, uh, let alone win one. So with that being said, because of it's a numbers league and my numbers are on fire, pay me based off of my numbers, not based off of the my style of play because – at the end of the day, if I'm winning you football games, I don't give a damn how I'm winning you football games. Pay me at the rate that you're playing other players at my position that win just as many games as I do. So That's why I'm okay with Lamar Jackson getting top dollar is because his numbers show that when I'm on the field and I'm performing, I'm performing at a high rate and I'm winning a lot of football games. So I'm about to blow your mind. Uh Patrick Mahomes is only guaranteed $140 million out of his 10-year contract. Okay? And Russell Wilson's guaranteed $160 million. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. So 
Where are you at now on that dollar price for Lamar? <laughs> uh, I see what you're saying now. Mm. So that and that's what he's looking at. He's looking at it's like, why would I take 130 million? Russell Wilson just got 160 million. He's 33 years old or whatever. I'm 26. I'm in my prime. He got 160. Why would I take that? Yeah, that's a that's a that's interesting. I just hate that there's a lot of there's a lot of also group. Kyler Murray got 160 mil guaranteed. Kyler Murray's not even on the same level as Lamar. First of all, what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna bash Kyler Murray, okay? <laughs> I I, I want to let you know that I am excited that Kyler Murray got the money that he got because I see him as Spud Webb, Bugsy Bogue of the NBA, of the football league at his position because I don't see how he does it every day, man, uh, week in and week out. I, I, I honestly don't see because, you know, you look back and you look at Drew Brees, guys that are like 5'11 or 6 feet tall that, are, that play at a high level all the time at that height. But I've yet to see Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is in the same boat as Jalen Hurts, same boat as Lamar Jackson. They're putting him in a spread offense right now. But you know and I know that Kyler Murray needs to be in an offense that's very similar to the offense that Lamar Jackson runs. But because they don't run that same offense, he doesn't have to be faced with the questions that Lamar Jackson is faced with on whether or not he's a running back slash quarterback or he's the he's Cordell Stewart. He's the Cordell Stewart. He's the modern-day Cordell Stewart. So let me clarify because I was wrong. The top five total guaranteed contracts of quarterbacks – Deshaun Watson, $230 million. Kyler Murray, $189 million. Russell Wilson, $161. Aaron Rodgers, $150. Josh Allen, $150. And Mahomes is $141. So where is Lamar in that realm? To me, he's got to be in the in between Kyler and Deshaun. You're gonna you gotta pay him somewhere around around $200 million guaranteed. Do I think you're gonna get more than Deshaun guaranteed? No, but he's got to get more than Kyler guaranteed. I don't even know you. I see what the issue is now. You don't. You don't know where to pay. Like on Correct. that scale, like where do you pay him? Yeah. Oh, that's rough. So if you're looking, if you're as a player and you're like, you're telling me Kyler and and Russell just got 160 and 190 basically, and they're they're not even half the player I am right now because I'm a former MVP, one of the winningest players since I've been drafted. I All my stats have shown, yes, he's had injury, two, an injury last year and an injury the year before. He's missing games. But you haven't won games when he was out. So you actually shows you need him. So that's you got to pay him. Yeah, right? you do. Like, that's, that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one, Gary. That's really tough, bro. Now, do I think that Kyler Murray deal was smart by – by Cardinal? No, that was a terrible deal by them. But hey, it was smart by Kyler to get it because they were willing to give it to him. But he has not showed he's worth that kind of money. That's all. But see, that's what I don't understand, though, Gary. How do you show that you're worth that kind of money? And and when I say that, this play? is what I think. So injuries are 100 percent of the game. Correct. So Lamar Jackson, they're talking about his injuries. Like, hey, he's not worth that kind of money. He's not worth that kind of money. Show me a player that's worth that kind of money, Gary. Mahomes. But you're saying that why, though? Because he just won a Super Bowl? No, because of what he's done in his career. Right. But I'm saying 
outside of Mahomes, g- give me another player because Aaron Rodgers. He's been hurt too. Aaron Rodgers. So when you when you when you talk about renegotiating and, and just like Aaron Rodgers now leaving from Green Bay and going to the New York Jets, it's not going to be as easy as everybody no. think it is. You know why it's not going to be as easy as everybody think it is? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you a name who absolutely screwed every player out there in Russell Wilson. Him taking the deal that he took and going to another team, it's going to be every team out there is going to be very hesitant about taking superstar elderly quarterbacks because they don't know exactly what they're going to get from them because of what he did last year. That was terrible, Gary. He didn't even play better. Oh, I agree. Oh, bro. But Lamar's Lamar's not elderly. No, he's not. Lamar's 26 years old. Two years removed from an MVP. But that's the thing, though. Man. He also like, can't throw. He has a one of the leading receivers is the tight end. Mark Andrews is the leading receiver basically every year. Well, that's because he has to throw it short. Wait, wait, is this not the same argument that we had with Michael Vick when he used to throw it to Al G. Crumpler all the time? Uh, because he was so mobile in the in the, the the backfield and in the pocket, and he would run all the time, and he would always look for his tight end. I'm just curious to – I mean, they said Michael Vick couldn't throw either, and he threw one of the hardest passes. Now, his accuracy, we can definitely use some – That's what we're talking about, accuracy. Correct. Accuracy is the most important aspect for a quarterback because players like Lamar Jackson do not last. We have seen it time and time again. Running quarterbacks do not last in this league. Look at Tom Brady, the GOAT, the best quarterback. That man cannot run to save his life. So what does he do? He does not get himself hit. He does not get himself in opportunities to get hurt as often as people that run. A running quarterback cannot get paid a top-notch quarterback uh, a top-notch quarterback level whenever your accuracy is that bad. Like Patrick Mahomes can get away with it because he's he can be accurate. He can throw. He can stand in the pocket and throw. If Lamar Jackson cannot get his accuracy and throwing under control, he is not going to last, and the Ravens are going to be flushing guaranteed money down the toilet. Oh, this you're is, telling me like you're telling me Denver Denver didn't throw away money with Russell Wilson? You're did I say me, that? I said no, they did. I'm just giving Kyler Murray, yeah, Daniel Jones. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see with Daniel Jones. It's too early with Daniel Jones, but for he sure, four years. For sure, Denver plushed money down the toilet. God, that's one of the stupidest things. Um, Kyler is is looking like that's a bunch of money getting flushed down the toilet. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like quarterbacks like Burrow, Herbert, uh, you know, Mahomes. Even then, it's like because Mahomes is probably like the riskiest of all that just because you saw what happened. He got hurt. Uh, You know, football's naturally a violent game, so people are going to get hurt. But whenever you have quarterbacks that use their legs as a primary weapon, they are going to get hurt. They are going to not last. My boy, Superman, Cam Newton, was a hell of an athlete, MVP of the league, could not get his accuracy reined in, and he did not last. It's just true. And that's coming from a big homer. I don't disagree with that, but also you can still get hurt doing as well. Joe Burrow doesn't run. He's already had a torn ACL. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It can happen. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes. But your chances are higher. 
But Josh Allen, he's not a running quarterback, but he runs. He can throw, though. Yeah, but I'm saying he could still get hurt, too. You're still going to pay. He got paid, too. I did say that football is a naturally uh, yeah. you know, violent game, and there's a chance you get hurt. But why increase your chances of getting hurt? You know, it's like, it's like taking more risk. And, yes, with that, Lamar can do things that, you know, those other quarterbacks cannot. But you know what those other back quarterbacks can do if you get a line in front of them? They can stand back and not get touched and light you up the whole day. Lamar Jackson is never going to be the quarterback that can sit back there for 16, 17 games and light you up for a whole season throwing the ball. It's just not. You know who else is going to do that? Who you just says a good passer? Uh, Lamar Jackson has a higher career passing percentage than Josh Allen. Well, yeah, Josh Allen is not one of the most. You just said he's a good passer, though. I, I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. Higher career passing. Passing percentage. what? Yeah, I, 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 I think he, is, he has 30 less passing touchdowns, and he's played one less season, and he has more rushing touchdowns. Right. So, so right. like, if you wanted to compare, I'm saying jo you think Josh Allen deserved to get paid. Well, I think Lamar Josh Jackson. Allen started a lot slower than Lamar Jackson. I agree. Yeah. Lamar Jackson came out, out the gate dominating. Can 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 we can we switch gears just real quick? Because I, I want to make sure we get to this, because I, I I put a lot of thought into this, and I hadn't had a chance to talk to Tom about this, and I hadn't had a chance to talk is this to Memphis you. losing the game. No, nah, this has oh. nothing to do with that. Like this is a serious conversation. Oh, okay. Like we're gonna really try to keep this serious, okay, Tom? We're gonna really try to keep this serious, okay? I don't know where this is going. All right, so so so, I, I'm just curious. I, I, I am just curious. When we talk about Mark McGuire, when we talk about um, uh, Sammy Sosa, when we talk about um, um, uh, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, when we talk about it, ain't even got to be baseball. Let's let's switch to to uh, freaking um, cycling. If we talk about the post office team, what I'm asking you is this time. When we talk about the greats, and it relates to them cheating, taking PEDs and things like that, those greats are instantly wiped off the table. But when we talk about LeBron James and his PEDs, like it's just like uh like it there's no there's nothing there. Like I, I mean, if he's considered a great, like we've never we've never accused Michael Jordan of cheating. We never accused Kobe Bryant of cheating or taking anything. Uh, but all the goats in history that we've talked about that have been accused of PDs or anything like that, they always come with, with an asterisk. Or people they fall always, from grace. Uh, they fall from grace. There was no fall from grace for LeBron James. I'm just trying to figure out, like, was this speculation? All right, like, give me give, give me the source. That, that, that's where you first start. Who who Who's the one that's putting this out there? Tell me about it. The two people that dealt with the person. Charles, the guy who gets drugs from the same person, supposedly, and the person that supplies the drugs, supposedly. Right. And and do we know, do y'all know uh, Kale Sonnen's, how you pronounce his name? Do y'all know his past? Do y'all know what his... Well, I'm just saying why you <laughs> that it, it's not true, though. Like, I'm not saying it's not true or true, but, but exactly that's what I'm saying. We don't know. We don't know, but you can assume they couldn't guarantee they couldn't prove other people did PEDs, but they still get it. 
Well, first of all, y'all y'all talked to the wrong person about this because I'm I'm someone that adamantly believes that Barry Bonds should still be considered one of the greatest of all times and should still be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and no, I agree with that. I think he was a Hall of Famer before he took Pete steroids. Right. Right. Exactly. He and, did that to himself afterwards, but right. And you know, it's because the media doesn't like him is more. I feel like the reason for that. But to me, to me, it's. It's it's right now it's a bunch of you know rumors. If we went around you know wiping people's legacies because of rumors, then I agree. That, so that's like that's where the difference is for me. Um, but if it becomes that, truth, what's right. your thoughts on what's it? Then? What's it become? If it becomes truth, but then it's like you know, it just depends. What what to what extent was it being used? Like, is this something that the whole league has been using? Um, you know, it just depends. Like, is this going to unravel some large scandal where the league has been using whatever this is, or is this just something LeBron's been using? Obviously, if LeBron has been taking something that is helping increase his body's ability to heal or increase his body's ability to function, that's going to be a big hit on him and his case as the GOAT because that is what his case is built around is the fact that he's been able to do uh, everything at such a high level for so long. I, I think that is his biggest selling point, is the fact that he has been so great for so long. He's had a larger prime than anybody else, whereas if for some reason there's something he's taking that gave him that ability, then that's obviously going to wipe that uh, case off the table because, you know what, hey, you aren't doing it naturally. So I can see how that's obviously going to hurt him. But we haven't done anything about it yet because it's it's, it's like nothing right now. you know. So that's to answer your question, D'Angelo. Because you got to think, how many rumblings were there about Lance Armstrong and his cheating? There were so many rumblings. It wasn't until it finally came out that it was actually, actually dis- undisputably true that uh, he pretty much got his legacy ruined. So – I, I do have one question before D answers. What do you consider prime? Like, like do you have to average a certain number? Do you have to do a certain thing to be still be considered in your prime? Like how? Like because you keep, you well, always say LeBron's still in his prime, longest prime. What determines somebody being in their prime? Well, I don't. So yeah. So I don't think like you know. Obviously, we'll know what his prime was once he's done. But I'm just saying like as far as someone that's at the top top of the league, he's been considered one of the best players. He's uh, still top five in MVP voting uh, a lot of times when he's healthy. Um, that's what I'm talking about when I say prime. So he's been the top or at the top of the NBA player list for longer than anybody else. So uh, being unbiased, now this I'm talking about for you, do you think he has legitimately earned to be in the top five? Because his stats are not anywhere close to other people that should be in the top five for MVPs. But somehow he gets up there because I believe because of his name, recognition, all that kind of stuff. Because there's other players you know that deserve to be in that top five that didn't get it. And their stats were better. But because LeBron's team was winning or whatnot, he got put up there. Like, we've talked about this multiple times just in general of MVPs. I think they're a joke because it's a popularity contest versus it should be based off of what you are as a player. But... I think that does go on and lower. So I would say I don't think all of his MVP being the top five should be like a good thing considering right. there's players that, that should be there that don't get it. But because of his name recognition, he gets it because he's more I, popular. I disagree with that because we could. you don't want to talk to MVP 
race when it comes to LeBron because that's going to be a losing battle for you because there's been multiple years where he should have been. MVP I, I, I where never talked about. It. I'm talking about later in, in his career. He's getting put in the top five when his stats don't warrant. It just it. depends on who who you're talking to and what they what they value. Um, you know, because it, MVP it, should be player and what they provide as a as what they're doing for their team. Right. Most you can't control if they win. You can't control if the rest of the players aren't doing anything. You can I only think, do so much. I think there are two ways that you can look at that. Um, to me, it's always felt like it should be who is – if you take them off of that team, what has the biggest impact? Um, and for more years uh, that he's been in the league than not, LeBron has been that player in the NBA. He's not going to win it every year. But now I'd say it's probably someone like, you know, Jokic or Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, one of those two. Um, I, and I think if even if you look at – I think I heard a stat uh, just the other day. Jokic is like plus or minus when he's on the court versus it's off the court. Outrageous. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous <laughs> for the Nuggets. So, like, uh, you know, that that to me is what an MVP is. Same with Luka. Like. I would say Luka too. You take Luka off of Dallas, they're nothing. Right. Uh, but, you know, the thing with that is it's just it's, – that's making that difficult is – I'm. I mean, you're seeing how difficult it is to mesh people together, which is one thing I think we're going to look back. And when it comes to that Miami Heat uh, run that they made, uh, the success that they had so quickly is going to be more impressive because of the amount of people that have come. Let me finish. The amount of people that have come after that, that have tried to mesh superstars together, that it didn't work out. Um, The Nets, James Harden, KD, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, Kyrie, trash. Don't ever right. mention Ben Simmons in the sense again. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is people are starting to realize you can't just throw superstars together and the team is going to be good. They have to work well together. Their games have to fit. So Luka and Kyrie have looked bad to start together. That's not to say they can't turn it around. But I'm just saying I think that I think that people take the whole like super team concept and and throw it around when it comes to trying to bash LeBron because, oh, he makes super teams. Well, look at all the players that were on his teams after he left or before. What did they do? I mean, yeah, D-Wade obviously. D-Wade won three championships. Right? <laughs> uh, not before. Yes. Uh, he not, won, oh, he won two. Sorry, he won Thank two you. before. Um, but I'm saying obviously D-Wade is going to be the exception yeah. uh, to that. Uh, was it two or was it one? I think he won two with Shaq. Uh, I thought he won one with Shaq. I Maybe could I'm, be wrong. I, he might have won one with Shaq and one without. I don't yeah. know. I'm pretty sure he won two before. Okay. Well, um, what I'm saying is uh, I just think that people use that, and we've seen more and more proof that you cannot just throw superstars together and it works. So uh, I would say yes and no because I would say Boston did it, and it worked perfect for them too. Did, oh, did Boston did it before LeBron, right? Yeah, they did it the year before Braun, LeBron. Exactly, but okay. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it hasn't done. But I'm not saying it has. I'm just saying they did gel, so it has happened before too. Right. Yes, that could be a downfall. But I'm just saying, like, Dwayne Wade won two before that, so I wouldn't say it's impressive how they gelled because it had happened before them, with with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, and then. So it's not impressive. But it had happened before then because all of those like not early '90s late 80s teams were stacked 
because there was obviously they, less but, teams. But they in the were league. drafted. They also weren't traded. They're All right, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. That's the difference. And D Wade had one championship before LeBron. He okay. has one in 2006 with Shaq, and then two with LeBron. Okay, um, I, I stand corrected. That's okay. I'm used to you being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, but yeah. So to me, I mean, we're getting sidetracked off D'Angelo's original question, but I guess we're giving him time to. Well, well, it's usually the no, cinnamon no, no, show, no, no. so we're I, trying to get some sugar I, in here. I, I, this is this is why I've been distracted, and, <laughs> and I, I know y'all want to hear this. Uh, I would love is is Cynthia there? Time. Well, yeah, but she's asleep. <laughs> I would love for for all of you out there that's listening to our podcast. I heard some of the most exciting disturbing awkward excited like over the moon how the hell is this even a thing um and this would be my last question of this podcast Gary because I I I I have been trying to figure out if it's if it's a gift or a curse or whatever but I'll just I'll roll you into the story, Gary, because I'm pretty sure you hadn't heard about this. What about neither, me? Can I can I be on it? Not neither have you, Tom. I'm pretty <laughs> sure neither one of y'all have heard this story. But I don't know if y'all heard this or not. But Scottie Pippen's wife came out and said that <laughs> they would have sex four times a day every day for 23 years. <clears throat> I'm gonna say that again because I don't know if anybody doing the numbers that I'm doing right now, but he was running them numbers. Up. I'm gonna say that's not that's not that's not true. I'm gonna say that's a I, lie. I, I, Gary, first of all, what you're not gonna do is you're not gonna hate on what she said. Oh, that's okay? a lie. Gary, four times a day, even if it's not even let's just say she was just saying it was four times a day. Even if it's two times a day, Gary, two times a day. For 365 days, Gary, count no periods? Come on, man. I I don't like I it, it. Just just so you know, hold on. That is 33,000 times in 23 years. Gary. What a perfect number for Scottie Pippen, 33,000. I like that. I like that number. <laughs> like that number. <laughs> That's pretty good, Gary. That's pretty good. That's the numbers. I can't I, make, I, make I, it up. I I I I'm just. I I don't know if I'm what I'm more impressed of. Am I more impressed after 23 years of the same person that he can go in four times in one day? Am I impressed by that? Or am I more impressed that she's allowing him to go in four times a day, so, every day for 23 years? I think I'm more impressed that she can go out there and tell boldface lie with a straight face like that. <laughs> I think I'm more impressed with that because that's not happening. You're you're telling me he goes and plays a game at night. She's still gonna get four. No, it's not gonna happen. Like that's just. Here, you are absolutely hating on call this out dude, lies. Bro. It's call not lies. a lie, bro. It's not. A, a I want to believe this, Gary. You can believe it all you want. I, 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 I believe. Know. I believe. Any minute you know that's not happening. I believe it. I believe you, it. You know and what you can't. You know what you can believe. You know who's hitting it four times a day now? 
Jordan's son. Michael Jordan's son. How awkward is that? I'm going to tell you something right now, bro. I, there's no way that Michael Jordan's son or anybody else's son out there is competing with four times a day no, for 23 close. years? That's no. why I know it's a lie. Years. It's a lie. That's like, to me, after she says that, that just, you know, because everybody's been dogging Pittman, uh, uh, you, you, you know, your former, you know, teammate's son is tagging your wife. If 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 she came comes out and says that immediately everything like flips like damn there's nothing anybody is ever going to be able to do to that woman that he is not already just like you know decimated so to me to me that just makes Pippen look more like a baller. But 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 here's here's the, here's the problem that it's I have with lie. that though I I don't understand like in this day and age like I understand that we're cracking jokes that my uh, Scottie Pippen's ex wife is now dating. Michael Jordan's son. Uh, we get it. We 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 understand the jokes. We understand why they're there. But what I don't understand is this: all she's done since this separation is pretty much praising because any four times a day for twenty three years, every woman out there is just like, "Hey, where do I sign up for that?" Because dudes are not doing that for twenty three years time. For 23, four times, 23 years? <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. How? Right. I mean. Like, you, you, you can barely get back to back once I'm, I'm a about day. To say, I'm saying at this rate, four times a week is already going to be a little bit <laughs> a little bit difficult. With your traveling athlete on road trips? Come on now. Uh, well, see, th th that's what y'all are not understanding. I, the The problem doesn't lie with him. The problem, I think, is that what people are not understanding is that there's no way that she would just come out there and lie about this because it actually lies with her. Because that that's what I'm saying. As long as he offers and she in turns give it up, then I 100% see this happening four times a day for 23 years because it's, the, a it's not a lie, Gary. You a hater, bro. This this hey, that boy Scottie Pippen, man. That boy stamina up. So I'm I'm gonna tell you, I don't think any porn stars can do that, and they're paid to do that. I'm Gary, just saying. You a full time hater, bro. You don't take no days off. I just I just I'm a realistic person, and I know that's not realistic. Gary, what's the most times you've done it in one day? <laughs> 83? <laughs> no, actually three. Yes, three. Oh, D, what yeah. about you? D, what about you? That's in one day. I couldn't one do day. that three times every day for a week. There's no chance. 24 hours, D, what you got? 24 hours? I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff that people want to know, D'Angelo. All right, time, your turn. You answer. <laughs> two, two and a half. Two and a half. How do you go half, bro? Because he didn't finish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only she finished. I'm just kidding. We know that's the opposite. <laughs> oh, I think the podcast that went off the rails. Yeah. So since that just got uncomfortable and awkward, uh... <laughs> Hey, real quick before we leave, can everybody appreciate? Because we're gonna have this up on our YouTube channel. By the way, which is moving? It we are is opening a cinnamon sugar exclusive podcast channel. 
So be sure to check that out. Look for that today. Um, but if you're seeing this, can we just both appreciate how Gary and D'Angelo are both black and yellow today? Look at that. Black we, and yellow. We are. We are. Uh, black. He just admitted you're black. I, I, he did admit I'm black. Thank you. I appreciate you finally black, admitting. Black and yellow, the clothes that we have on. No, no, no. no, no. no. I'm you're talking black, about yellow, black with yellow black. shirt. I'm wearing a black. Oh. I'm black and I have a yellow shirt on. Oh. So, hey, I so, identify as black. Calm down. So, so look, before we leave and get off this podcast, uh, Tom, Gary, and myself, all right, we all putting a dollar in. We can only you a, a dollar right now. We're all putting a dollar in. I don't know who wants to go first, but the question is this. You are on the clock. You are the Carolina Panthers. What name, when I step up to the podium, am I calling? We're putting a dollar in, and if they call the name that you say. C.J. Stroud. Who are you? Who are you? What name are you calling, Tom? I can't pick the same one as Gary. Nope. Well, then I'm going to pick Richardson from Florida. I think it's going to be CJ, but I don't think it's going to be Bryce. Uh, so if I if if I have to pick somebody different, I'm going Richardson. Oh. Who are you picking, D? Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, O lineman. Because they you done lost your damn mind. Dude, Carolina has hey, never been no. able to make the, the every time we think every time hey, no, 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 no. every time we think ten dollars on it ain't an O right look, now. Man, I, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you the reason why I say that because for the last few years, Carolina, when I'm thinking like, oh, they're gonna take this, they always choose a whole nother position than what we're thinking. We obviously know that they need a quarterback, but here's the thing though. The Jets haven't signed Aaron Rodgers, so there's Aaron Rodgers can end up in Carolina doing Hell the draft. No. You see what I'm saying? Like I they have not, the number I one pick in the draft. I do not see what you're saying. So there's so, a lot of there's a lot of things that can happen before the draft be. happens, and I'm telling you right now. Stop man. it. Okay. Right. They traded all that to get an O lineman D. So y'all go ahead and send my uh, dollar hey. to at Gary Barnage Ven- on Venmo. Hey, if you hey, look. This man is trying to take after Scottie Pippen's wife and sit on his podcast and tell bold-faced lies that he thinks that they're going to draft an old lineman. That's a bold-faced lie. So, so you tell you tell me whenever Carolina has done everything you wanted them to do or anything that you wanted them they to do. They brought Cam like, Newton back for him. <laughs> That's right. They drafted, that was for him. They drafted D'Angelo Williams. That was who I wanted. You had no idea who the hell I was. Oh, no, I did. I did. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know. So how happy were you when they drafted Jonathan Stewart? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so question, not, real question, though. Um, if they draft Anthony Richardson, how big of a mistake is that? Uh, it's, it's one of those where it's like right now it feels like it would be such a big mistake, and that's why I think they go Stroud. Um, but if, you know, if they're drafting off potential, cause you think is he's got the physical tools, you know what I'm saying? Does he have everything else? Well, we have not seen the ability to have everything else. Um, so I don't know. I'm at a loss. I'm at a the loss. The thing is, I would say he's a poor man's Cam Newton. Cause he has the height and ability of Cam Newton. He can't even throw half the, as good as Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a great thrower. Right. Right. 
he should not even be a, a first-round pick. And realistic, if he wasn't based on his numbers that he put at the combine, he wouldn't be a first-round pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Based on what he did at the combine, he's going to be a top-ten pick because of that potential. But if you can't throw the ball, you can't throw the ball. Like, I mean, to be Tim honest. Tim Tebow proved that. You right. He had all the ability. He couldn't throw it at all. Hey, don't you pick on the Lord's football player. I'm just saying, a Florida-Florida connection. Okay, well, here's uh, a Florida-Florida-Florida. Cam Newton was at Florida for a little bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> All right, we're talking about the past now. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I heard about the trade, um, and first of all, first the fact thing that we, it, what the fuck are we doing? Because what was that trade? Not, they they, they was terrible. Literally. Well, who else was going to take C.J. Stroud before them, though? That's what I was trying to figure oh, out. Colts. Yeah. And here's my question. Colts here's, four. Here's my question to you. Was this move made because who's our new head coach? You know, uh, you right? And where did he coach before this? The Colts? Okay, yeah. So did did they pull this move because he is trying to keep the Colts from getting who they want more so than the Panthers getting? Like, to me, that was my first thought. Like, this is a move to block – a French, so he felt like a scorned lover. But if they draft Anthony Richardson, then they're still going to get who they want because I think Bryce Young's going to the Texans, whether Stroud's there or not. Right. I don't so, know. I just I thought it was stupid. And to get rid of DJ Moore, what, does do you know if DJ Moore was like requesting a trade or something? Because um, I thought that was dumb because you're drafting a quarterback who needs a receiver and you don't have a receiver now. Right. Right. Well, we got Adam Thielen now. <laughs> 33 years old hey hey White guy. so with that being said i hope y'all enjoy y'all <laughs> line uh, on draft day i can i'll give i'll give you 10 to 1 odds it ain't no lineman <laughs> you're that confident why don't you do 10,000 to 1 it, it, it'll uh, be no. a quarterback but this is what i don't understand and then you know we got to end this podcast and we can answer this question next weekend is if I'm a team like the Carolina Panthers or if I'm a team like the New York Jets or if I'm a team that I'm looking for a quarterback and I don't necessarily know that I can nail a quarterback down, why wouldn't I go after – like I'm a Carolina Panthers franchise. I just traded for the number one pick in the draft. I gave up like all these numbers to, to get a guy based off potential. Right? Why wouldn't I do like everybody doing college now with these NIL deals? Like, instead of offering a guy that that has potential, why don't I offer a guy that I know for a fact that can play? Like Aaron Rodgers. Like, why wouldn't I put the money that I would play a pay a new guy like Aaron Rodgers? Have him come in, uh, play for one or two years, then have him train my next guy that's coming in, which buy me a couple years. Because I do have the number one pick. So I can turn that number one pick into a veteran quarterback with some weapons and some future draft picks. You see what I'm saying? Why wouldn't I leverage the market like that than saying, hey, I got a new I got a new head coach. I got a new GM coming in here. Like everything in Carolina Panthers uh, facility right now is new. So now I'm bringing in a new quarterback to learn the system. And now I'm essentially seriously starting over from the bottom. 
So nobody's expecting Carolina to do anything this year and then years after that because you have to develop a young quarterback. Not only do you have to develop a young quarterback, but you also have to develop that young staff that you got over there. You also got to develop – Depend. I mean, if you judge it based off of history, like, you know, you got a short span in terms of 95 when you were established. So there's a lot of things working against you. So why don't you get some of those veteran players in there that can help you win football games right now while you're completing this transition that you're going through? Because an Aaron Rodgers or a veteran-type quarterback, when he step on your field, he immediately commands attention, and you don't necessarily have to, hey, hey, look over here, hey, you know, uh, and getting everybody on the same page because you have this rookie quarterback. I just think it's a – it's a crazy mistake that Carolina's making, and it's a mistake that teams make, not just Carolina, but teams make every year by holding their faith in the draft because Patrick Mahomes don't come every year, year in and year out. The Lamar Jacksons don't come in year in and year out. So when you find those guys, you have to keep those guys. You got to pay those guys. But then also I see on the flip side that what Wilson did with, with Denver up there like was catastrophic paying that much money for a guy to come in and he can't hit the broad side of the barn. So that's the same potential that you're paying for these rookie guys to come in and take over your offense, knowing that everybody in your facility, including your head coach are all rookies to the game that we're about to play. So nobody's expecting Carolina to do anything. Nobody's expecting them to be competitive. Nobody's expecting them to win football games. Nobody expecting anything out of them purely based off of them having the number one pick, one. Two, they gutted their whole team, which was DJ Moore, because nobody else was there because they'd already got rid of CMC. So it's very interesting, like, their concept on, like, hey, let's all sell out for potential of C.J. Stroud, and we don't even know if he's he's a NFL quarterback. So I, I think we can end it with this. That well, hold good, on. Okay, Real quick, before you go to the end, and I'm disappointing you, D'Angelo, you had a perfect chance to mix in uh, some some hip-hop into your statement, and you didn't. So I'm going to need you to start over and say that the Carolina Panthers – Theme that they're pumping this year, they're riding around the city with some brand new heat. Brand new car, brand new feet, brand new seat, brand new smell. Come on, finish it, D. You're going oh. to hell. No. The answer I don't listen to Lil Wayne. It's okay. I'm disappointed. God, don't. Nope. Uh, all right, I'll let you get back to it, Gary. That's for, that's for our... Uh, our, our, our urban audiences, D'Angelo, don't don't like to bring that for you guys. I got you. Don't worry. Go ahead. So uh, we can end <laughs> it with this. No no responses. Just give your answer, and then you can bring us out. Time. Who wins the NFC South this year? We'll all put one dollar on it. Dollar. Ooh. Carolina Panthers. I knew that was going to be your choice. D. I'll let you go next. <laughs> I mean, there ain't that many choices. So I'm fighting between the Saints and, like, Tampa Bay obviously won't have Tom Brady. Um, I don't exactly know where Tom's going to end up playing. Hey, I just said pick a team and be done. (laughs) 
I'm going to go with the Saints. And I'm going to go with Tampa. Wow. So what if the if the Falcons win? Y'all all owe me a dollar. One of our listeners is going to get three dollars because the listeners have the Falcons. Done. Yeah. All right. Bet. I like it. <laughs> and we'll give it to Stan Drew if North Carolina wins the NIT. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Y'all didn't get my man in circle. Well, I, I, I had so many texts the other day that people talking about how much they love D'Angelo because – you know, Standards is such a passionate Carolina fan that all of our friends that don't like Carolina love to hear other people that don't like Carolina go in on him. So <laughs> it was fun. Well, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, check out the new YouTube channel. Uh, you should be able to search Cinnamon Sugar Podcast and it'll come up. And then uh, we out. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 